Hello and welcome back to Swinging at Shins, fresh off the international break. I injured my break week. Enjoyed my break week. You injured. I might need another one already. I might have injured my break week. (laughs) I'm one of those guys who recharges by seeing a bunch of people. So I was as tired on Sunday evening as I've ever been. But I also feel better mentally somehow. It's odd. Anyway, this is not a podcast about my life. This is a podcast about the Prem, and the Prem has come back hot and heavy. Um, Things that happened during the international break. Mm. Conte was shown the door. It was by mutual consent. I think we knew he didn't want to be there. No. Um, I wouldn't. I don't mean the way he set up that last interview. It was, peace out, everybody. I'm going. Oh yeah, no, he he was trying to get fired. There's no there's no doubt about that. Um and then when we got back into it, what a week what a week we had. First of all, Saturday morning. City Liverpool. It was a good match for the first half. Yeah. Yeah, that second half was dire though. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. It's that bad. was that was bad. There's like there's leagues of differences between them. Mm-hmm. Bad. Um, Mitrovic gets his penalty, which is eight games. We're going to talk about that coming up. Um, Leeds, everyone, every, this entire, and this isn't just about Leeds. Every time you think, all right, a team doesn't have it, this is the team that's going down. Every time that happens, they get a win. Leeds, big win over Forest. They went down early in that game, too. Yes, they did. 10 minutes, 11 minutes in. Um, Arsenal sees Man City's 4-1 victory and follows it up with a 4-1 of their own mm-hmm. against Leeds. Leeds has played twice since the last time we got to talk. Yep. Uh, teams Everton has held held Spurs to a 1-1 draw after Lucas Moura picked up a red card in the 88th minute. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Keane does his best Michael Owen impression. Which was it was balling. just an it was an absolute banger. Yeah. Uh, West Ham picked up a huge three points against Southampton and Newcastle looked great against a very lackluster United. Um, for what it's worth right now, as we record, Newcastle is up three, one now on West Ham in the 46 minute. Literally, as I was talking, I watched the goal go in, (laughs) um, and United are up one nil on Brentford. At Old Trafford, let's see if that happens. Let's see if that stays. I'd like to see um, Brentford pull some a point at least. I mean, honestly, maybe from a Villa standpoint, maybe not so much. But I'm gonna say from a Villa standpoint, you don't. But from uh, uh, I don't want Unless, to see Man U win. Well, yeah, you probably want minimum. You want minimum points from both if you're gonna continue walking up the table. Yes. I don't really care. I mean, I like that United's winning right now because this knocks um, Tottenham out of the top four. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. What we do need to talk about is at the bridge on a very nice sun Saturday afternoon in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. We got to watch Villa 2, Chelsea nil. Yep. It's fantastic. It was and so not, cool. It was fantastic. It was cool. It was cool. When you get the bridge is awesome. Oh, hell yeah, because everybody's depressed, except for the yeah. stand. <laughs> well, and it used to be such a, like, fortress. True. True. Yeah, the, that game definitely um, 
was a lot of built up anticipation that Chelsea would score and it just never came. Like I don't again, I think Chelsea have completely forgotten how to score. I would agree with that. They only know how to score goals if they're disallowed. Because that happened we're, twice. We're, we're, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it a little bit more when we get in a Liverpool match. Yeah. But I want to talk about not so much the Villa match because if you want more Villa, you need to go to our parent channel, Wicked Good Sports, where this guy has the Villa Villa, and I'm sure he talked a lot about that there. I definitely did. So I want to talk about what happened after. Yes, please. Where Graham Potter was, okay, bye-bye. Yep. Shown the door. Yep. Get out of here. Yep. Someone brought up an interesting point. Um, I mean, I heard it on the TFO podcast, but – even he heard it from somewhere else, so I don't know where this originally came from. Sure. One of the reasons why they decided to sack him now mm-hmm. was because some, for some reason, and they think it might have been a top-of-the-table clause or a bottom-of-the-table clause, because he fell below the bottom of the table, he does not get his full severance. Yo. Now, he's walking around. He's walking out with, like, I think $13 million in total, so not bad for seven months of pretty honestly bad work. Yeah. Um, but – that's they don't have to pay him 50 50 was getting thrown around a lot it does yeah. not look like they're gonna have to pay him 50 so it looks like it was a financial decision well i guess that's a good move at that point um if you're gonna the athletic, ties, yeah ties with money in mind listen yeah i mean and that's todd Bowley does not seem to be the um sports owner that people want him to be, but he is a businessman and he has a lot of money. And I think he knows what he's doing from a financial standpoint. We saw that with how they were skirting around FFP rules. Yep. Still weren't buying what they needed to buy, but Hey, they're not paying out the nose. I mean, I still think they are. I mean, Kukurea just looks like a completely average defender and he cost 80 million pounds. You think he's actually average? I think he's below. (laughs) <laughs> everyone's below now um i don't know if you've seen what the athletics been putting out guys had to change in the yes. corridor outside you had to sit on the ground during like team meetings because there weren't enough seats yeah they had to move it to is this uh, chelsea football club or is this like an elementary school yes it's a bit of both. That is insane to me. That is well, absolutely insane. That shows you that they're bloated and, you know, it's probably too much disgruntled people at that point. Like, well, I'd there's be definitely off, too many people. I'd be pissed off if I'm sitting on the floor or I'm changing out in, in the hallway. I can't be with my teammates at that moment or, you know, I'm not sitting in seats that are super comfy. It's, it's, that doesn't breed. Well, it's hard enough now to see, hey, am I going to get a shot at getting on the field? Uh, when you don't even have a locker, that, yeah. it is like, uh, I guess I have the best seats in the house to watch yeah. because I'm not playing. Yeah. And then right. you'd never have any kind of cohesion with that. Yeah. It, it's just a, what a mess. What an absolute mess. I still think he is, I think it's 50-50. I think a good manager or the right manager could have handled the situation a bit better. Probably. I think it's an incredibly bad hand to be dealt. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think that if you had, I think Eric Chen would have done much better. I, I, th- I think that Potter was overall just the wrong person. 
And I'm going to steal a little bit from Carragher here because he actually is right with this one. And it was Potter from the start was, was wrong because Chelsea and Real Madrid are the two ruthless clubs with their managers. Every two to three years, they're getting a new manager and they're going to Champions League. When you have a completely different owner in Chelsea, though, I think a lot of people thought that that was going to change. I think that's the way Todd Bowley wanted it to be. He wanted to have sustainability with a coach long term. But you also have to breed that with your fans, and the fans are just – they're also ruthless. They want to see – if it's not going well, immediately, gone. Forget about it. You don't get that chance. No, and that that is true. That is something to be said Um, because Chelsea is very much a team that was a fine team, an okay team, before Abramovich bought them. And then after Abramovich bought them, it's just been the success. Yeah. And a lot of people of the last 20 years know nothing but success from Chelsea. A I lot of Arsenal fans, it. a lot of Liverpool fans, they're, they're used to, hey, there's ebbs and flows to this. Sometimes you're on top and sometimes you're awful. And Chelsea fans are just used to, I mean, they win. They're, they, they're never this bad. Sure. You know, they never yeah. seem to be this bad. They haven't had – they haven't really had – the true down year. And this is a true down year for them. Now, all of this being said, um, one thing I'm not defending Todd Bowley here. I, oh, I, I'm defending Todd Bowley's firing of Graham Potter. I am not defending anything else he's done. Cause I think everything else he's done has pretty much been a mess. Yeah. I understand that you want to give a guy the right amount of time. And there, there are times when you think you're going to have it and you don't. There are times when you think you're going to have the guy that you want and you end up not having it. There are times when it looks like the golden thing. And the example I'm going to use is a manager that has managed both our teams now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying, look at how good Arteta's doing. I love Arteta. I sing his song. I tried to convince uh, my wife if we were having a boy to have Mikel as the middle name. Like, don't get all of that. Still do Arteta. But the biggest thing that we have, the, the biggest increase, the biggest change that we've had is how our technical director is going after guys. Mm-hmm. We are going smart. We're able to pivot. We're able to do all these things at Arsenal Football Club now that we weren't doing before. And I'm saying that because I was a, I want to get rid of you and I. Unai is not what we need. We gave him two and a half years. This isn't working out. We didn't even get the Europa back when, you know, I didn't realize what it was like to not even have European football. Um, Spoils. And now to see what Unai has done at Villa. I mean, 17th to 7th. Yep. They're ahead of Liverpool and Chelsea right now. Magical. They're ahead of Fulham. Yep. They're ahead of a lot of teams that were supposed to be doing well, they just won 2 0 at the bridge, and anyone who watched that match, these are two teams going in completely different trajectories. Absolutely. Now, I am not saying that you and I could have Arsenal at 72 points through 30 matches that's, or 29 matches. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, I think that Arsenal would have been much better off if you and I, not, not much better off. I think that Arsenal would have been fine if you and I stayed. We wouldn't be as good as we are, but we would have been fine. That being said, with Graham Potter, 
he is just not the guy to run this football club the way you want to, to have this football club run. Your technical director, if you even have one, because it sounds like you just go for whoever anyone else wants to go for. But your technical director, your football director, your acquisition department, your scouting or whatever are not getting guys that Graham Potter has any idea what to do with. Right. Oh, you want good. a guy more like an Ancelotti who is just used to players come, players go, players whatever. I know how to slot the 11 best guys at any moment. I know I know how to have 11 very good individuals play well as opposed to what Potter had at Brighton, where Brighton's here's all these magical guys that we keep finding that no one else seems to find somehow. Mm-hmm. They're all small town guys. They're all happy to get whatever minutes they get, figure out a way to work with them. Yep. So I think that, I think that Bowley is fine and fire him, even though, Oh, we're going to have a long-term manager. It's going to be a project. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone thinks I could be, I could have Chelsea in a better position than Potter has right now. No, that's probably not true. It's like a one-up thing, yeah. But it, no, you you hand out if you go to the beer garden and you hand out ten lineups cards, just ten blank lineup cards, and say fill in Chelsea's eleven best players, fill in their best eleven. Yep, you're gonna get ten completely different cards back. Pretty darn close. I would say maybe two, three match, but like. Even at that rate, to have so much – this, I think, kind of messes with the players. To have so much uh, unsuredness that you're not in the squad all the time, it kind of kills the vibe. <laughs> so now they don't have the confidence build up, which is what Kai Havertz's problem is. Also, scoring is his problem. Uh Along with uh, his name just escaped me. Ukrainian, literally. Oh, Mudrik. Yeah, Mudrik. So all, all any of them other than Enzo, who's oh been getting Mudrik with a horrible, horrible. Att- I don't even want to call him an attempt. It was more of a pass to and Emmy than it was. He literally <laughs> passed it to Emmy. Yeah. It was so crazy. Yeah. Like if that was across across the front of goal to try to hit a streaking runner, it would have been too soft. Yep. So that's so weird. It was it anyway. Was bad. It was that was awful. That anyway, that's what's killing the mood for. It's it. It's all it's all mood here. They're moody people. I mean, I look at this. I look at their squad. Assuming everyone's healthy, Reese James at right back. Absolutely. N'Golo Conte in the number six spot. Or advancing one of the two. He's starting. I'll just say that. I don't know if you and I actually have any other true overlaps. Um, I'm starting Conte. I mean, obviously, we established okay, that. Well, then I thought we said Enzo. No, I said N'Golo Conte. I was oh, starting N'Golo Conte in the number six row. Okay, sorry. Yes, then well, that's it. My bad. Um, yeah. Then I'm still starting Enzo. I probably do. But I don't feel that good about it. Fair enough. You um, know, and I... 
you like Mendy, right? Yep. Yep. That's All right. So that's probably it. I can't stand Keppa. I don't know if that's actually a football opinion or if that's just a, I don't like him opinion. Um, but it's one of those two. He's definitely uh, – actually, both of them are very eccentric goalkeepers. Very, I very, start show well over Kukurea. I agree with that, actually. Cause okay. So, hey, man, you know what? You know what? Maybe maybe there is common ground. <laughs> actually, I start Fofana. Man, do you start Silva or Koulibaly? Yes. I start Silva. Yeah, I guess. I start James, Koulibaly, Silva, and Showell. That's my defense. If Fofana's ever healthy, I would do Fofana, Silva, Chilwell, James. So I guess that's where Fofana's that another one. I haven't been that impressed. I liked him. First off, I'm going to spin real quick here. How the hell are Leicester having financial problems when they've sold big players like that for big Because money? Their financial problems are their owners' financial problems. Oh, it's not actually stemming from selling players. Okay, fair enough. Um, so back to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over the fact that we're gonna argue over midfielders with this Chelsea squad for days, Fine. and we're coming up on 20 minutes talking about Chelsea in the beginning. Yep, that's fair. So let's pivot real quick. Yep. Chelsea's opponents. Sure. Just on the med- midweek match mm-hmm. with Liverpool. With Liverpool. And nothing that you and I said, or will say, we're going to talk about it, but nothing that you and I will say will be able to put a better spin on what we saw than the announcer. I think it was in like the 65th minute, and I don't even know who was announcing. Yeah. I was kind of watching it, kind of not. But yeah. the announcer just goes... You can clearly see why both these teams are where they are in the table. Mm-hmm. And it's Chelsea-Liverpool, and it is just a mid-table match. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, it was, I, you look at the momentum for Mob. There are some peaks for Chelsea just because they are actually good at building up play and putting good XGs on. And I know we don't really care for XGs because – well, actually, no, we haven't talked about this. We talked about XG a lot on this show. The past week and a half have been a real, it's been, yeah. Uh, I don't, I think XG is, I think XG might actually be better match to match as opposed to over an entire season. Most of the time with stats like that, over an entire season is normally where you see the stats start to balance out. I think XG is a good component of how attacking were you. Or, conversely, how well were you defended against? Yep, okay. But you look at the XG map on that we shared in the Messenger, and it is West Ham's, like, top of the table, like, in the top half, easily. Yeah, like, it it just, it doesn't... Man United was ninth or something like that. Yeah, Man United was... Now, of course, Man United doesn't have the best goal difference. Sure. So that is that is somewhat fair. Here, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. But it just – I would expect it – it doesn't have to line up at the table perfectly. Okay, so City has a better XG difference than Arsenal. Okay, that makes sense. Um, actual goal difference is really tight. 
Um, they've scored one more and allowed one fewer. Mm-hmm. But you look at this. It's City Arsenal. Decent sized gap. Newcastle, Brighton. And then Tottenham and Liverpool are completely level. And then West Ham is above Brentford, Man United, and Chelsea, who are all top half. Yeah. And then Villa, Southampton, Leeds, Crystal Palace, and then, you know, all the other ones kind of in the back. But Villa is way out of place. Southampton should be at the back of the line. Yeah. I mean, I guess no one should be behind Bournemouth because Bournemouth has just a disgustingly awful go- actual goal difference. Yeah. But none of this... Tottenham should Tottenham should be higher than Liverpool. West Ham should be higher than almost nobody. Like this actual expected goal difference over the entire season is like, ugh, it's good in the extremes. Sure. City and Arsenal are really good. Yes, congratulations. Bournemouth is really bad. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> but the mid-table teams, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. United has not been world beaters. They've been good. And at times they've been very good. They battled really hard against Arsenal. They got a, again, with a goal that probably shouldn't have counted, got a victory against City. But to have them that close to Chelsea and behind West Ham makes no sense. That West Ham one is crazy. But like I said, I said because their shots on target are high when they hit the target, obviously. So that's part, I think that might be playing a part of the effect of why West Ham are so high up. They do take a ton of shots and they do put a ton of shots on goal. Do does XG, and you may not know the answer to this, does XG take into consideration other players' positions on the field? I believe it does. I believe it's other players, how the difficulty of how the ball was delivered um, and certain other, there's like a few other things that XG balances into. So going back to the match we were talking about, Chelsea-Liverpool, um, yeah. the XG was 2.1 for Chelsea. This is what you were about to say before we got on the whole XG conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. No, um, you don't need to apologize. We're educating. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just one of those. I know that that's something that you and I had been talking about in the past yeah. week, but we hadn't actually said it on the pod. Yeah. Um. And Liverpool had 0.35. I think that's fair from Liverpool. They looked bad. Salah was on the bench, but Liverpool just looked bad. There was. Um, I'm actually not, knock on wood, not that scared for Sunday right now, even though it is Anfield and we haven't won since 2012. Anfield's a tough – Anfield's one of those tough – uh, Man United put in a second, I believe. I believe. Oh, just kidding. They're just decided yeah. to show a, a replay of uh, Rashford's first goal. Um, Happy to look up. At the but moment. anyway, Havertz <laughs> had a 0.47 XG on a shot, and it was on a fast break, and that's fine. And it's like in the middle, right? So you're like you're in the middle of the field. You know, you're just off the penalty spot. You got no one but the goalie in front of you. Obviously, it's Allison, so I think that should play a little bit of a right. part. But that's going to be different than if you get the ball in the exact same spot off a corner and you got seven defenders between you and the goal. 
I don't know if it actually takes that into account or not. If it doesn't, that might explain why everything is so far off from what we'd expect. And if it does, then I don't understand what's happening. Because I'm not understanding. <laughs> XG is just one of those things that's like, it just gives another metric. That's really what it is. It's like, oh, well, we could have, but did you? That's that's kind of the. Yeah, and uh, baseball started this whole sabermetric thing, and the sabermetric thing really drove stats a lot, and everyone wants to have the next big sabermetric movement. Yep. The problem with that is baseball as a sport was misunderstood. Why you actually won games. Not not completely misunderstood. I'm not saying it was random, mm-hmm. but what actually separated a good player from a great player was not necessarily up to snuff. While something like soccer, it's not as simple as what you see is what you get, mm-hmm. but a expected goal off a shot is it's something that's harder to quantify than. Hey, you know, if we take their on base plus their slugging and then even that out over an entire season to find the at, like, and then compare it towards the at, like, that's something you can actually do that you can quantify. Also, it's 162 games, it's 500 plus plate appearances. You're getting these huge numbers that you can quantify yep. versus how many shots are you actually going to take during a match? Two, three at best, but that's what the answer. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, you know. I guess it's not that good of a shot, a good of a stat. I think that these are just not those good. Uh, these teams are not those good of a teams. I don't know why I can't say that the way I want to say it. Holy crap. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Bournemouth picked up a good win against Fulham. Yeah, they did. Uh, I don't, again, I. Mm. <clears throat> That's Fulham. It's like we were talking about earlier. It's three losses in a row for Fulham. Yeah, Fulham is diving. Fulham is finally hitting that wall break where they're just going back down. They're barely they're in the top half. They'll definitely stay up. It's just oh yeah, the, to, God, they will definitely stay up. Now, that's all. It happens. Well, they're also going to be missing their star striker for that's, eight matches. Yeah, which isn't even the longest. Kind of bold. Why didn't they just say ten the rest of the season? Get I him mean, back really, for the last he, two. He did kind. You're not supposed to hit. He didn't hit an official. He shoved an official. It's just not something you should do. I'm surprised they didn't use him as an example of like, hey, you players can't do this. And I'm interested to see like, will they start handing out bans for crowding the official? I know they're fining. But will they take that extra step? They're finding teams. And right. quite frankly, I don't think the teams actually care that much. Well, that's, so what if this was this? Care? Will the players care? I think some will because some, you know, they're not. Some players aren't making as much as other players and they're going to care how much money that they're going to lose. But so this is the thing that I don't understand. About this entire set, we talk about this. It's been happening a lot. Arsenal, for like a stretch in the middle of the season, every time they play, they got a fine. That's true. In the FA for doing something. Good teams get fined. 
United got fines. Yeah. Um. My my issue with how do we discipline crowding the referee is the referee can discipline the way he wants. And in this match, it's exactly what the referee did. Mm-hmm. Silva was shown a card because he threw a bottle near the fourth official. And then Mitrovic was shown a straight red for yeah. shoving. And then if they want to do a follow-on suspension for what he did, because it was that egregious, that's fine. And for what it's worth, I don't have a problem with eight games. No, I think it's a fair amount. I am just surprised that the FA didn't go that step farther. That's all. Because it was a cup match, too. Literally a cup match with their name in it. I I agree with that. But, I mean, to come back to the question of do we need to find players for crowding the referee, players are going to stop crowding the referee when the referee starts pulling out cards. Until that happens, I don't care the amount. We're also of two minds. This is very much, it it is the same thing that happened in a lot of other sports where we're just of two minds of, oh, that's a, oh, you really can't do that. And then they get punished for it. It's like, well, that wasn't really deserving of a yellow. And it's like, well, nothing else is going to stop them from doing it. It's true. It's just what it is. You know, if anyone but the captain comes up in crowds, and, and I do think that there's a difference between, being crowded and having a player talk to you. Sure. I don't but have- that difference is going to be how the referee feels. Of course. And so much of this game is decided with how the referee feels anyway. Just let the referee pull out cards. The FA about- tells them, yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Honestly, right now, why not? The referee tells them, if you card somebody for crowding you, we have your back. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to say, I don't think they'll say no to that. Nobody should say no to that as far this as this is just yeah, because it's, this it's is kind of getting embarrassing, and that's where I'm getting at this point. I'm I hate every time there is a foul, a ref gets surrounded, and it's yep. just so annoying to watch. It's like it definitely yes, got worse this year, too. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it did. Like, you, yes, if you want to argue your point, fine, but. Don't bring six or seven other your your teammates around them. What are they going to do? You weren't they weren't even involved. The captain can go up to the referee and talk to him. That's fine. I have no. Hey, problem. why That's wasn't that called on the other end? Why wasn't that called on the other end? You know he, you know he did that to our guy twenty minutes ago or whatever. It can be that conversation. Yeah. That's why you have. That's one of the reasons why you have the captain's armband. Right. And it's again come back to baseball on this. Uh, Players talk to refs all and players talk to umpires all the time. Yes, they do. But no one dares to touch an umpire. Oh God, no. Because the second you touch an umpire, you're ejected and that's it. You're done. You're out. There's no if, ands, or buts. If you yell at them too much, you're out. But you can turn around and be like, hey, is that really a strike? Is that not too low? Or, you know, that kind of conversation can happen all the time. But the ref needs to start pulling it out and I guess my point in all this is the refs have the power to, to stop the thing. And everyone's like, what are we going to do? It's like the ref needs to do this and pull out a card, and then the problem's over. I don't understand. What do you mean? What are we going to do? <sighs> Maybe that's that's what they need to enforce next season is. I mean, as the, the, as rules, the union needs to. The yeah, rules. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> the union needs to be like, hey, you have the power. 
do it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is one of those things that happens a lot in all walks of everything where people go, man, I wonder what we need to change to do this. And it's like, well, we need new rules. And it's like, no, we need to follow the rules we have. <laughs> like we have rules. The rules is the problem is not, we don't have enough rules. We have too many rules. We just need to, you know, follow up on the rules that we have and do the thing. Um, <clears throat> All right, where do we want to go? What are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I don't know if I want to talk. I do want to talk about uh, at least one other match. I was gonna say, I don't know if I want to talk about other matches because we got a lot of other fun stuff to talk about, but I do want to talk about one other match. Uh, Brayton and Brentford, that three all that was super fun. How match. great is that? Super fun match for those two teams, too. Yeah. Yep. My God, that is amazing. That is so much fun to watch. Do you think that Brighton actually feels hard done that they didn't win this match? I'm assuming you saw this match. That's why I'm stating. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to word it slightly differently. Because I think, do they feel hard done? I think if anyone plays a match like that, they're going to feel hard done that they didn't win it. Sure. Um, they also did come back all three times. Yeah, and because you're talking, all right, let me just hear because Brighton and Brentford, I screw up all the time. You said, do I feel that Brighton was hard done? Yes. No, because you had the 90th minute to tie it. And that 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 is a draw that will always feel like a win. Okay. Um. Now, do I feel that Brighton was hard done to have not won this match? Yes. Mm-hmm. They had like a 4.5 on XG, 72% of the possession, 500 passes to 150. There are two teams that play very differently. Yes. And I think that that, that definitely needs to be said. The shot map is just, it's funny. It's blue. It's the shot map is hysterical. Blue in the 18-yard box for uh, against Brentford. But that's two teams that play very differently. And for me, it's a lot like uh, City versus Newcastle in the beginning of the season, which ended up all three all two. Newcastle plays that fast break. We're going to get a couple chances to make the most of it. And City plays the, we're going to create all the chances. Mm -hmm. And some of them are going to go in. I also think this is another reason why XG is a bad indicator. Um, if you took that many shots and you only scored three to a certain point, you really didn't deserve four and a half goals. You know what I mean? I mean, they did based off of stats, but it wasn't, they weren't good enough to sink those good shots. (sighs) All right. So let me word it this way. If city or arsenal, or even last year's Liverpool put up this Brighton performance. Everyone would be talking about not having clinical finishing and just creating shots, but never actually closing it out. And that's what the big teams are supposed to do and whatever. And because it's Brighton, everyone's going, well, you know, good for them. And they deserve to win it and all those things. And it's just, I feel like, Brentford feels hard done that they didn't win this because they did everything they're supposed. They weathered the storm. Mm-hmm. They took all those shots. They stopped a lot of them. Brighton. 
They weathered the storm, and until the 90th minute, they were up 3-0. Yep. I mean, 3-2. Yep. They had, they had done what they wanted to do. Brentford is never going to be a team that has a ton of passes in the opposition half. Mm-hmm. At least not this year. That's just not the way they're built. They're going to counter on you with Muevo. 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 Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Uh, thankfully, we haven't brought it up before. Um, I've been saying the former Bayern manager's name wrong. It's Julian Nagelsmann or something. Yeah. I was saying more nay than nah, and I was definitely saying Julian. So. Oh, I was definitely saying Julian, too. <laughs> see, no, see, way. no way. We, we left. Everybody We're not doing Joe Felix's name wrong too. He had said it was like Felix. That is true. He's like even people in Portugal are saying it wrong. Like your name says. So how Felix. come? Gonna, how come everyone from Brazil can just go by Gabby and that's fine, but not everyone from Portugal just goes by Jao? They're all called Jao. <laughs> Jao one, Jao two, Jao three. They all colonize from one Jao. Seriously. <laughs> um, the Albany Gunners have started calling him. Fast Gabby, Big Gabby, and Gabby Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clever. Um, it's, it's there was also, I don't know if you saw the meme, it was Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but it was Gab, Gab, and Gabby. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's funny. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, great match. Somehow Ivan Tony is still playing and scoring goals. I um, don't know if he'll ever get suspended at this point. And if he does, yeah, at this point, I'm kind of forgetting. I am. I like, I like Wellback playing well. I like you know him what? scoring goals. It was nice to see him be involved in soccer in general. <laughs> but it, it definitely was good to see him scoring. All right. Uh, let's move on to the manager and players of the month. Yes. Because we are into April now. Mm-hmm. By the way, for everyone saying, well, let's see if Arsenal's still top of the league in April, and then I'll start believing it. Where are you at? <laughs> Jump on that wagon now. Because here we are. Uh, manager of the month, the four uh, nominees, Roberto De Zerbi, who some people would say was deserving, Unai Emery, and Pep Guardiola. Who do you also, think actually deserved this one? I thought Arteta was also in this one. I mean, Arteta won it. I'm just, sorry. I thought I said, excuse me, run my head back. In my head, I had already said Arteta won. Arteta won uh, this one. Arteta won Manager of the Month. You could have, and I just might have blocked that part out. That might have been my fault. Either way, it is Arteta's fourth win of the season. He won in August for November, December, and in January. Yep. To answer your question, I actually think Arteta actually deserves this one. I don't think he deserved the January? No, that was January, February. Uh, January, December. I don't think he deserved the February one. Well, he didn't win the February one. He won January. Well, then I'm glad he didn't deserve it. (laughs) Whatever one he was also paired with, then it was the January one. I think that one he didn't deserve. But this one, I think, was full credit. He won all four of his matches that he he played. I, I don't know how you... Don't win it if you win all four of your matches. It, it was 
four wins, four matches, four wins, 14 goals. I mean, how is that not deserving? Also, to right the ship coming off of a down February. Yeah. To then go on that streak in the Prem. I, yeah. That's to open up a now eight point lead. This is what manager of the month material is. <laughs> um, I think if we were talking yeah, about that is interesting. Sorry. I wanted to find the stats from when he was. Yeah, it was. It was January with you and I. And I think you and I agreed on that. But I, I like Arteta. That. I think Arteta was good. Um, I think I think Arteta won in January, though, mostly because you went away at Spurs, yep. and then the three-two win against United. Yeah, and that was that kind of carried it because it was big names. Yes, but I don't know if I necessarily agree. I also think United is one of those. I don't think he's going to get one this year, and oh, yeah. that's kind of that's hard done. That is, you're hard done by that. Potentially. Uh, I don't, this month could go a lot of, he is off to a good start. He's off to a great start. This month could go a lot of ways. Yes, it can. It's packed Um, for everybody. If, if Arsenal wins this month out, it'll be Arteta again. Oh, for sure. It's a popularity contest, but, but Liverpool, City, you know, even if we only, even if we draw City, if we draw away at the Etihad, but we win everything else, it's going to be Arteta again. Probably. Um, and <laughs> I think, I think we might be primed to do that. Um, it's tough. Oh, certainly. I, he was deserving, and that's where we'll just leave it at for this month. Yeah, for hard to be month. more deserving. Yep. Uh, Newcastle just put another one past West Ham. Jeez. West Ham uh, get United relegated. Kidding. I'm kidding. You might. Uh, they might. Wait. Um, Never mind. I'll save that what? for later. Nothing. Okay. I'll shut up. Okay. Uh, player of the month. Yes. This was a six-man shortlist. Alexander Isak, Alexi McAllister, Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Two clean sheets, bud. Hmm. Defenders never get uh, up. Bukayo Saka, Mohamed Salah, and Leandro Trossard. Yeah. And the winner was Bukayo Saka. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I don't know what, what do he did. Think? I don't know what he did. Three honest. goals and two assists and four appearances. What did Isak do? Because I think that personally would have been the one for me. In the month of April, this is not going to let me go by. Wait, I need to go backwards. March. Yep, March. Sorry, I said April. You did. In the month of March. I did it earlier. Yeah, it's not going to let me go back. We got to go to. It's fine. Don't worry about um, it. I think he had a couple oh. goals and an assist, a couple assists. I think uh, personally it would have been Isak for me. I I would love to back my own player, trust me. But two clean sheets is not going to get you player of the month. Nobody yeah, cares about defenders. I think that you're just happy to uh, to be there. Yes. It's a nice little honor. You know, you take it like a little clap, great. But you're not, you're not going to get it. 
You would have to have had scored a goal, <sighs> assist, have two clean sheets to even okay. be relative. Tyrone Mings played three, one, two, drew one, one assist, two clean sheets. Yeah, McAllister true. played three, one, two, drew one, two goals, one assist. Mm-hmm. Isak played three, one, two, lost one, three goals. Salah had three goals, two assists, played three, one, 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 two. Trossard had played four, one, four, five assists. And Saka had played for one for three goals, two assists. The most impressive stat line there is Saka's. Yeah. I would even say. You could argue the most impressive stat line is Salah's. I was going to say Salah. But that Man United game doesn't count. They turned <laughs> off. I don't care how many goals. Half his goals and assists are going to be from that. Well. Yeah, no, seriously. Point. Two goals and two assists are from that match. Still got to score him. Still got to put him. You could have scored a goal against United that match. They completely I turned off. You thinking that? Oh, you absolutely could. <laughs> uh, I don't have a problem with this one. I guess either. I still think I want to lean Isak because I'm tired of Arsenal. <laughs> Better well, get Arsenal's used to been it. Really good. So I can't really say I can't knock. Well, him. again, played four, one, four, three goals, two assists. Spread them out. It also is the weight of the goals, too, so it's not like, you know, they were gimme goals like Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Mo Salah. But I think that's where it'd be landed. All right. Uh, We haven't gotten through all the sackings yet. No, we haven't. Sack City. Because Brendan Rodgers has been shown the door. Yep. No, no, no. It's mutual. They shook hands Mm. and left. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna pay you the rest of your contract to screw off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had I have been calling this for two and a half years. Uh, right after they didn't make it the second time they dropped out of Champions League's position, the final day. It's like two years in a row they did it. I said, This is enough. They gotta they yeah. gotta get rid of Rogers. Great example of how winning an FA Cup can really get you to stay around when you shouldn't. Yep. That'll happen. Uh, he he actually was the highest points earner outside of the top six, whatever you want to throw top six, you know, your top six uh, big clubs. I think it was like 222 points he picked up in the last, whatever his tenure was. It was I mean, that's a remarkable stat. And I get that's why you stay with him. Or stayed with him for as long as you did, and you didn't chop the axe when I suggested it. But it's results are, you know, it. It you could kind of see the ship starting to sink. Yeah, I mean, I starting think, to. Well, I, two years ago, and they were relying on Vardy. Vardy's thirty five well, now. Yeah, this they, is something they, they relied too much on him. Um, they tried to collect you Ian Nacho. He's not. He's they brought not like no one in. They brought in Pats and Daka. He has been brutal. They Madison. They never really got a cover for. Uh, Harvey Barnes is probably one of their best players outside of Madison right now at this current moment. Uh, they had 
defenders that were fleeting. I mean, Sun Yun Chu was good for a year, and then he just fell apart. Johnny Evans is old. Uh, How Woot Face is still brutal. How? Suter, brutal. Ricardo Pereira's been injured. He scored a goal against, uh, who was it? Who was their match over the weekend? <coughs> Drawing a blank. They they lost two to one. Palace. Palace, right. I think if they were able to pair Pereira and Castagna out on the right side, they'll be okay, at least on that side. So that's a lot of creativity. But the rest of their defense is just brutal. Yeah, and I, I do think a lot of them are playing down. This is one of those teams where I think they're going to be fine if they get the right person. And again, like a name that hasn't been said yet is Wilfred Ndidi. Yeah, he is not a world beater, but he's a lot better than he's been playing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do... So, I don't know if you're going to get to this. I probably will. The question's there. Uh, any of these clubs... More desirable than the other? Because there is an obvious answer, but there's also a neat answer, too. All right. Before I answer, uh, Man United ended up 1-0. I see that, yep. Uh, Newcastle is now 5-1. Jesus. Absolute murder. Get all your goals out now, boys. (laughs) Um. If I was a guy who just got paid a bunch of money to quit my old job and I was offered all three of these jobs, I would probably say no. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I would pick Chelsea. If for nothing than knowing that I'm going to have plenty of financial backing to get what I want. Um, I, I don't know how in my mind, I could possibly think I'm going to go to Spurs and succeed where Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte failed. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some. I, I no. Personally, they're the bottom for me. I've and then Leicester one before. I and think. then Leicester. Leicester is problematic because a here's a relegation battle. Yeah, have fun. And uh, we are not really buying players because we don't have money. Yep. We're being run by the kids of the guy who loved the team, yep. you know, and we have our own money problem. Sorry. Yep. If I knew that Lester was going to go through like a, like right now, I'd almost want to go to Southampton more. Hey, I'm going to drop down to the championship, but Southampton has a good scouting department and there's going to be the base. And after yep. a year or two in the championship, I will be back up in the prime. And I'm not expected to do anything. You know, we're just going to compete. We're going to do whatever. Spurs, I think, I I understand why Spurs did what they did. They wanted to look the part, and you got to look, you know, dress for the job you want, look the part, and do other things. And they Mm -hmm. had the biggest damn stadium, and they have the newest damn stadium, and they have the biggest, newest, and greatest training facilities. And they have all these things, but there's something just almost insidious about what goes on there that they just, they can't win anything. Definitely. And I don't know if it's all Daniel Levy 
and this is not me with my Arsenal hat on. Oh, like, yeah, but just my Red Sox hat. <laughs> but Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte, who literally win absolutely everywhere they go, could not get them across the line in anything. Yep. I, I agree. I, I think Chelsea is probably the – you're playing in Champions League this year. You get a ton of money back. You could Mateo it. Come in as interim manager and win the Champions League. Let's do this. Did we ever state that? What? Who Chelsea's interim manager is going to be? I don't think Uh, we ever said that. You're right. We were going to lead with it, and then we got distracted. We did. Uh, By the time this is out, it will probably be official. It's not official yet, but David Ornstein says that they're close. And if David Ornstein says they're close, that's almost as good as a here we go from Fabrizio. (laughs) Chelsea, in the interim, are going to go back to Frank Lampard. Let's go. Get relegated. <laughs> I hope to God. I I, I don't know. They, they can't get relegated now. No. Well. Because, no, no. Bournemouth, Leicester City, and Southampton. I guess I'm going to. Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, Everton, and West Ham would all have to score Assuming Chelsea get no more, they would have to score 12 more points. Excuse me. Yeah, you're right. I don't see four wins for all those teams. That ain't happening. They're not mathematically free from relegation, but it's one of those like, nah, all those teams. And I think, yeah, they're fine. Um, I think Lampard's going to win six or seven on the trot. Get the full-time, get the full-time contract, and then he'll get fired by Christmas. Nukem. What? A, I can't believe that. Oh, we're going to take our time. Like, are they just waiting? Like, Enrique said he didn't want to come in. Are they just waiting for Enrique? He was in London. He was. Did Nagelsmann say the same thing? Possibly. I don't. People had talked about that. I don't know if Nagelsmann said, said the same thing. Do you think about I don't want to take anybody. Do you think they're waiting for the summer to see what Ancelotti does? If Ancelotti leaves Real Madrid, it's to coach the Brazilian national team. Or Chelsea. And Chelsea. I don't think so, man. I don't. That's crazy to me. FIFA career, bud. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't know why you'd ever walk away from managing Los Blancos. I'm not saying that. It would be willing. I'm not saying it's going to be willing. I think they would fire Ancelotti. He's already he's been on the hot seat, according to a bunch of people. Yeah, I know media. because it's Real Madrid and they're crazy. Yes, exactly. Both Real Madrid and Barcelona can constantly make fun of themselves, like each other. Yeah, and it's so weird to me. Because it's like you guys are both – you're having very opposite seasons. Like, but Real Madrid's doing great in the CL. Yeah. And Barcelona, Barcelona is not it. worried about the Champions League, so they're doing great at domestic. Like, that's usually yeah. how it works. Yeah. All right. Um, sorry, my head hurts just trying to even think about who we would take over for that. I, that's crazy. It's a lot of fun because it's just there's so many opportunities for anybody. And the problem is Spurs – is going to like wait out and take whoever doesn't pick Chelsea. 
when the, when it comes to the yeah. top six, they're always the last dogs at the bowl. Yep. And it's a malnourished puppy. They got to do what to a point United did definitely what Arsenal did. What Chelsea tried to do. Yeah. With Lampard, but go get a young guy who's going to be a culture changer. John Terry. Who isn't being fought over different. Th- no, John Terry is just going to yell, <laughs> be better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously. Like, and I, I understand we struggle with Arteta, and it's not just, oh, go find Arteta. That's not my point. No. But, like, United is playing much better than they should have been playing for a lot of the season right. because they went and got Ten Hawk. <clears throat> I still think United has wasted money in a lot of big places. I think the yeah. Anthony signing was an absolute joke, and I think that they're being held together by the glue that goes by the name Casemiro. It shows. Um, but for the most part, I think that they're doing a lot better because of that. Also, to everyone who said, "Who look at who Newcastle is going to go to when they get rid of Eddie Howe. Why? Why? Why would you do that? It's such a dumb move if that were even to be thought of. I wouldn't even call you a Newcastle fan if you think that Eddie Howe deserves to get fired. There's no way Newcastle fans think that. They're just happy. They're just happy that they're still here. Hell yeah, they're in the. Newcastle just went into like pretty much kind of bottom of the league. West Ham. The only reason why they're not bottom of the league is because of how tight the bottom of the league is. And one five one, and all their fans stayed behind and sang. It wasn't this whole. Oh yeah, no, we're supposed to do this. They were happy. It's yeah. you know, it was a rainy, cold night in London, and their team won five one, and that's all they care about. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's move on to true false. Let's move on to it. Uh, did you go first last time or me? It's been I two weeks. You did. All right, you so can go first. You didn't have any, and I made you go first. <laughs> No, that's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, true or false? All three relegation spots will come down to the last day. True. I, it it won't be between eight teams, but it will probably be between five teams. I think going into championship Sunday, the 20th team with a win and maybe even a lucky break yeah. can get themselves out of relegation. I could see that. And that's just going to make for fantastic TV. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. The beer garden's going to need to get more screens. Hopping. Do they have 10 screens? One, two, three, four. No, I think they five, six, seven, seven or eight. They're going to have to get more screens. I agree. Put them well, that's the, not uh, true. That's yeah. not true. Who do Liverpool and Chelsea have? I don't know. The end of the season? Like, I honestly, I, I kind of think that they're going to be locked into mid level spots. Probably. Hold on. Doing it right now. Finding it out. We're finding it up. Liverpool play Southampton. Chelsea. Oh, play. so it'll be a big. It'll be a big one. Yeah, and they'll probably they'll need that too because there'll be some Newcastle fans there. Not a lot, but there'll be some. Yep. And the Chelsea fans will be there probably. Yep. Most certainly. Oh man, I have no idea. Let, let's look. Ooh, Villa and Brighton could be a fun matchup at the end. Leeds, Leeds, Tottenham could end up meaning nothing. Probably. Leeds oh. gets a couple more wins. Oh. Tottenham's dropping out of the top four. Uh-huh. It could mean nothing. Just could. There's three games on here that are definitely going to have an effect somewhere. 
Well, I mean, almost almost I mean, all the games are going to have an effect. I mean, like, how it could lay out. Crystal Palace, right, so Nottingham just, Forest. Leeds. Probably. Oh, I'm sorry. Leicester City, West Ham. Leicester City, West Ham could be enormous. Winner stay up. That could literally be a winner stay up. Everton, Bournemouth. Those three matches are going to be. I could also be a winner stay up. So everyone knows Arsenal, Wolves, and Brentford. Arsenal at home to Wolves, Man City away to Brentford. Uh, If I am one of those two teams, I do not want to be the team having to go into Brentford to win a match. Villa have Brighton at home. Could but could I mean that could be European that could be box. Europa versus Conference League. That could be Conference League versus nothing. It's true. That could be a very big match. Yeah. Um, Chelsea Newcastle. My guess is it's this not going to mean that much to Chelsea. It could secure top four for Newcastle. That's where I was going with that. Yep. Uh, already talked about those Leeds Tottenham. Leeds Tottenham is the only one that might not end up meaning anything. Tottenham might, of course, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to run away with it. Tottenham, maybe not. I can see Leeds being comfortably in 13th or 12th at that point. Could, could. Not saying will, could. Uh, Tottenham might still be playing for a European spot at that point. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, And then, yeah, um, United Fulham. That's another one. Will probably mean more for United. I think at that point, Fulham will just be 10th or 11th. Yeah, and we will probably care because if Chelsea lose and Fulham win, Fulham might put Chelsea down in eleventh and keep them there. That would be comical. But it's not going to actually like monetarily mean anything. Yeah, right. And then Southampton takes on their sugar daddies, <laughs> and that could be huge. You know what? You know what? Van Dyke lets a goal roll in. Oh my god! To let Southampton stay up. Stop it. That would be amazing. Send that to the FA right now. Write that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me, scriptwriters. I have some ideas. I mean, there, there's a chance Arsenal Wolves and Brentford City might not mean anything. That's true. Because if whoever wins the league is decided by that point, mm-hmm. I still think Wolves are going to be comfortably 13th, 12th, 11th in that area. Going into the final day, you know how I said it won't be all eight teams? It'll be like five teams. It's going to be all eight teams. I think, no, I think Wolves is going to be one of the teams that gets to not go into the last day sweating. Gotcha. I don't, because of like a point or two, it will probably be match week 37 that they secure staying in the Prem. I do not think that they're going to run away with it, but I think at the end of all of this, that's when they're going to be at their best. Sure. But yeah, no, Championship Sunday is going to be just... Oh my God, what a day. What a day. It's going to be mint. All right. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my least favorite one first. Sure. Getting rid of nah. No, you know what? All right, yeah, we're not gonna get into it. We kind of got into it. I just realized you already answered it. Okay. Even at this late point in the season, getting rid of Rogers was the right move for Lester. True. Financially. Because they couldn't afford to have Rodgers go down with them. 
No, seriously though. Can always and just fire on top him later. of that, can always just culture, fire him later. The, the whole culture thing. I I just things weren't gelling well. I, I, I think, I, think I it's false because you don't fire anyone this late. No. That's my that's my thought process. Not that he deserved to be there, just you don't fire anyone that late. All right, hit me with your next one. Uh okay, this one's gonna be a way out in the left field. So you know who Romeo Beckham is, yeah? Remind me real quick. He, oh yes, duh. Sorry, got got to lean a little more in the Beckham side of that, and then I'll get yeah. there. Anyway, yes. So you know how he's playing for Brentford B squad, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Romeo Beckham is going to be starting next season for Brentford. False. Okay. Because <laughs> he's going to be starting next season for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> we need the name. <laughs> no, just because I don't I don't think he plays wing. I'm gonna be honest, I think it's like a wing midfield area, yeah. I, I don't think Thomas Frank is gonna play him because his last name's Beckham. That's the only reason. No, that's fair. I think th- I, I actually think having Romeo Beckham at Brentford is probably the best location he could have landed. Uh him being in the MLS yeah. when he was with Orlando City. Probably wasn't going to see enough development. And I think Brentford does well with their youngsters and uh, develops them really well. Well, and he'll probably just be starting for Inter-Miami next year anyway. Oh, you're right. It is Inter-Miami. I was wrong. I was wrong. Well, I, didn't, that, I knew it was a, a Florida bad, team. That's squad. Yeah, I knew it was a Florida team. Inter-Miami is the Beckham, the, yeah. the Beckham crew. Yeah. All right. Um, there have been 12 firings. In the prem, a lot of people seem to be calling for Steve Cooper. Said there will be no more firings in the Premier League this year. True. I just, I if it, where else would it be? I don't think it would be Forest. I don't think so. They signed him to a new contract in December. West Ham just lost five one. I would not be surprised if David Moyes was. Yeah, we're gonna you know, try with uh, Jesse Marsh, or we're gonna try with Patrick Vieira, or we're gonna try with Graham Potter, or we're gonna try with you know we'll like something on the wall. You know, I didn't think about David Moyes, and that probably might be the guy who gets fired again. I think you would have fired him already. They are probably just limping to the line, but that's why I say true. I just think All right. that nobody else is gonna get fired. Uh, hit me, Grace. Graham Potter gets hired this year. Not only does he get hired, he gets hired by Leicester. Okay, I think false that he gets hired this year. I think true that he does get hired by Leicester. Okay. It was I think that Leicester, Leicester gets him. Yeah. But I think he's – I he needs a moment. I think that would be a really good landing spot for him, honestly. I, I agree. I just don't – I think he needs to, like, not do anything for a little while. He needs a spa day. In, like, he just the, tried to – he had 30 cats all running in opposite directions. <laughs> and he just needs to relax. He needs a cruise and a drink package. <laughs> all right, number three for me. If Arsenal went away at Anfield – that guarantees them the league. 
I need to do research. <laughs> they have to play uh, St. James's Place away. Uh-huh. And they have City away. They're currently eight points clear, and City have a match in hand. And it's true. Because, again, I think uh, City is not caring about, not caring air quotes around that, about the league. They want Champions League. And that's what they're going to focus on the most. Pep needs Champions League. I think this year will be what he thinks is the year for. So Arsenal's run in. This is assuming they went away at Anfield. Yes, of course. Next week, West Ham away from home, but West Ham just got whatever absolutely slapped by Newcastle. Bear clawed. Um, Southampton at home. Yep. City away. Okay. I think every Arsenal fan is going, that's a loss. I think if you ask most Arsenal fans on their head right now, we're two points clear. Because City will probably win their match in hand, and we will probably lose away at the Etihad. Where, where is their match in hand from? I continue, and I'll just look. Uh, then Chelsea at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, Forest away, Wolves at home. Again, not not over. Not it's saying not, it's over. It's but if Arsenal it's had the mental fortitude to go into Anfield and win, then I think that they are going to have the mentality to win the whole thing. Also, Arsenal gets to play every six to seven days. That's super helpful. City has a game in hand. Yep. City has an FA Cup final. Yep. <clears throat> and City has Champions League. I certainly do. Do you think they care about the FA Cup right now? Yes, because they're facing the other side of Manchester. Oh, I forgot. I, we've been bounced out for so long, I don't remember. Have you figured out where their game in hand is yet? No, I'm still clicking through. I'm in round 15, 16 now. Huh. It must be like a reschedule from... Um, oh, God. FA Cup and all that sort of stuff, and I'm just not able to find it right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, but that's usually not the way they go about it. Hmm. Man, if we only had a city fan. Yeah, right. They just tell us immediately. I don't know. Do we really need to know? Uh, it looks like it's probably West Ham. Okay. Yeah, because it's from it's from round twenty eight from last week. Oh no, kidding! Damn it! So why, man? Because Fulham still needs to play Liverpool. City needs to play West Ham, and United need God. to play Brighton. Son of a! Oh, I want that game to end out with zeros. Speaking of zeros, did you see that? That was the third, third time a big club with uh, Chelsea and Liverpool the third time that has happened in PL history or history in general for soccer in the England. It was like uh, Arsenal QPR in 93, 94. And that what happened? Went nil-nil. This is top clubs. They said top clubs. Obviously, they're not playing top club style, but whatever. Define top club. I it, Well, that's why I get it. And then you're including QPR. Like, I get it's 93, but like, eh, never mind. 
I don't know. I thought it was deep. weird too. I was like, yeah, okay. that is one of those weird starts on a Tuesday too. against left-handers. He yeah. only. <laughs> um, what is? You have a fourth. Oh God, no! I just came up with. All right, I have a fourth. <laughs> I have a fourth. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion. That's two. We'll finish fourth. <laughs> um. Will they finish fourth? He asks. They still have to play United. They have two games in hand on Tottenham and a game in hand each on United and Newcastle. They are seven points behind United. I will say they do if they beat if they beat United. No, big ifs. Big ifs. Big ifs. No, you just said if before in your true false. Don't give me a big if. Big ifs. Fine, you want me big to lay if on the ground? True. You want me to lay on the ground? Do you want me to lay on the ground for this? Lay right in front of the train. I say false. Yeah, I say false too. I wanted to lean. I, was I really I was wanted hoping. to lean true just because I think it would be really interesting to have, you know, two non top six clubs. Hey, we got Newcastle. For Champions League. That's what I'm saying. Got no, Newcastle. No, That's good enough. I would like both non-Manchester's. Like, I would like. I would like to not have both Manchester's. That would be the funniest thing in the world, but that'll never happen. So. Also, in before, ha ha. Arsenal's not a top club. Anyway. But um. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? Absolutely not. I'm pretty good. And I know you got to go to the West here. Yep, got to go do the way West End. So I think we're going to end it there. Yes. He says an hour and 15 minutes in. Um, If you are still here, thank you very much for listening. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok for as long as it's legal. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, If you want to find more of us, where? Facebook. Oh, yeah, we are on Facebook. Yeah, we are. Facebook's a thing. If you want more of us, he does the Villa Villa. I do the way West End. I'm going to look exactly the way I look right now. So I'm going to record it exactly after I do this or right after I do this. He looks beautiful is what listeners are. Yeah. Mom always said I had had a face for radio. (laughs) Um, If you like this and you like listening to guys talk about sports, please check out Wiki Good Sports, not just for other shows, but for At the Buzzer and Power Play and Bayou Breakdown and the Miami Minute and all those other shows that are wonderful that we all have. You can find Wiki Good Sports on all the places mentioned above and I think even Twitter. So Brian loves Twitter for reasons past my understanding. All right. I'm excited. Nine more finals to go. Let's Let's do this. Give me 27 more points, Unai. Woo! Have a good weekend, everybody. Doodles. Well, guys, that was an episode of Swinging at Shins. We appreciate you for coming out and listening to us. If you guys want to hear or see more, we have links in the description below. We hope to hear from you soon and hear more about what you have to say.